a list of topics portrayed in this episode has been included in the show notes. Hello and welcome everyone to a very special, very spooky Halloween episode of Mage Hand High Five, Terror at Camp Craven. I am your game master, Robin Langenhop, they, them. And with me are our players, ranked from least to most likely to survive a horror movie. (laughs) (laughs) And right off the bat, I apologize, Max Weinberg. Uh, yeah, uh, that's probably real. I don't watch a lot of horror movies, so it <laughs> <that> checks out. <laughs> Next up, Casey Pappas. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, it's weird to be on this side of the rankings. Um, feel a little judged. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> He's finally getting his comeuppance. Next, Sarah McStay. Hi, Sarah McStay in a solid second. <laughs> uh, they them, Sarah McStay. And finally, our first ever guest player in Ooh. our podcast, Imani Russell. Hello, hello. Uh, Imani Russell, they them. This feels wrong. Uh, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I've got a lot of things about me that would actually work against me, but I'll take first place in honor of my character today. <laughs> I, I feel like if we're talking modern horror movies, you have a certain sensibility where I feel like you keep your head on your shoulders, whereas yeah, yeah, yeah. most of these clowns would fail instantly. <laughs> wow. 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 That's valid. <laughs> Wow. Uh, see what we don't what we didn't say was that guests actually guests of the podcast automatically make it to the end of the horror movie. Right, exactly. There you go. Exactly. They have to live. Uh, incredible. <laughs> Plot armor. Also, it'd be weird if I introduced you in the middle. So there is also that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Our random freaking guest, third place. It's right <laughs> right from the start. <laughs> I think the worst part would be after where we'd be like our first guest in second place, Imani Russell. Anyway, and, uh, at first place, uh, Sarah McStay. <laughs> Been here the whole time. So, as I said, this is a bonus episode. We're moving away from the Badlands and into a completely new world for this single episode story. And in case it wasn't clear, we're going into the realm of horror. We're going to be using a completely different system. This is a system called Kids on Bikes by Jonathan Gilmore and Doug Lewandowski. It's a 80s horror adventure kind of story. Think of The Goonies or It or Stranger Things. It's got that kind of vibe of, you know, kids running around going on little adventures. I'm going to be use it, using it to try and kill everyone. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> Woo. The basics are pretty simple. Everyone has six abilities, charm, brawn, fight, flight, grit, and brains, and each one of those has a die assigned to it. So the one that you're the best at, you're rolling a d20. The one you're the worst at, you're rolling a d4. Beyond that, you'll hopefully pick up the rest as we go, but we might throw a little link to an explainer in the description if you want to get a little more detail. And if we're ready to go, we can jump right in. Yes! Heck (laughs) yeah. Cannot freaking wait. Let's go. We take you back way back to the summer of 1997. Phones were attached to the wall. The hottest movie in theaters was Batman and Robin. (laughs) A computer just beat a human at chess, and this was considered impressive. James Spader was a Hollywood heartthrob, and some turf from England wrote a book. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> In this time of boy bands and butterfly clips, we descend upon the idyllic summertime getaway of Camp Craven. Once a lush, dense forest in the Allegheny Plateau of rural Ohio, now most of those trees have been torn away, all to make room for cabin dormitories, a mess hall, obstacle course, an archery field, a chapel, and of course, the high-voltage electrified fence that encircles the compound. (laughs) (laughs) There are still trees. The remnants of the hemlock forest line the western edge of the camp, always threatening to encroach further in. We take our bird's eye view across the parking lot, over the barn stage and arts and crafts building, toward the placid Lake Voorhees. Canoes tap against the dock where they've been left neglected. The boathouse door swings creakily on its hinges. And over the buzzing of honeybees collecting nectar and bringing it to their hives, we hear the faint, tinny sound of Hansen's latest hit, Mbop. (laughs) playing through the headphones of a Walkman left abandoned on the shoreline. We zoom in on the Walkman as its batteries die down and see a single flower, a harlequin blue flag growing beside it. Both the Walkman and the flower are spotted in fresh blood. But we'll get back to that. For now, let's meet some of our campers as their parents drive them to the bus that will take them to their five-week stay at Camp Craven. (sighs) (laughs) We start off in a beat-up Chevy sedan, the tape deck only occasionally fritzing in and out, not quite running. You occasionally hear bits of Blue Oyster Cult popping in and out. The guy behind the wheel just bangs on the dash trying to get the tape deck working. It's still not quite doing what it needs to, but it's okay because there's already a soundtrack going in this car. The father and the mother... Set up front, their eyes so bloodshot. This is rough. It's unclear when the last time was that they got a full night's sleep. And no, they don't have a baby at home. <laughs> Casey, why don't you tell us who's in the backseat of this car? It's me. Hi. <laughs> uh, I'm the problem. It's me. I, I'm the problem. It's me. Wow. True words haven't been spoken. Wow, we're really, this is how we get this Swifty demographic. <laughs> <laughs> My character's name is Eddie Hiller, although most people just call him Hiller. He is just picture like Matthew Lillard in any 90s movie. Uh, that one guy that just will not shut up for the life of him. That's Eddie. Eddie is um, Eddie has seen every movie and references them constantly. And his parents are just ill-equipped to handle him, so they're going to see if a uh, if a summer retreat might do him better and find a way to uh, remove the foot that he continues to place in his mouth. <laughs> All right, just to start off before we go any further, Casey, I'm going to need you to make our first roll of the game. Oh, um, I didn't even do anything. La la. I know. We're going to have you make a brains roll to determine <laughs> whether or not Why? <laughs> <laughs> to determine whether or not you know that maybe now is not the right time to be talking. Oh, oh well, I mean, I don't have to roll for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a two, baby. I, Perfect. Uh, <laughs> my, I, I, I need you to note that 
be, because all of the skills are ranked from like a D20 to a D4, Brains for Eddie is a D4. So <laughs> okay. that is a two on the die. Perfect. That's 50%. Uh, which means that he's just running his mouth right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have not stopped talking since the moment you woke up this morning. You probably got a fairly nice night of sleep. Your parents... The only reason that they are up at this hour and coming to the to the parking lot to drop you off the bus so early is just that they did not sleep the night before. And they're like, buddy, 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 can you just can you just quiet down for one minute? I need to talk to you. It's something important. Listen, this this right here, this is censorship. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh, you're we're, you're we're going with clamp. that now. You're, you're putting a clamp on me, and I need you to know that I can't be controlled, man. No, no, no <laughs> one's oh, here. you're calling me man now? Oh, Is that the new uh, name you're giving to your li- father? Listen, when you see the man, you got to call out the man. And you, sir, are the You're the man. <laughs> you know, buddy, the first time you got detention for running your mouth, it was fine. We, we dealt with it. We dealt with it as a family because we knew you're a creative guy. You got your voice. We didn't want to silence your voice. And then those detentions turned into suspensions. And then after, you know, four or five of those, we started to have a more serious conversation. You didn't open your ears. You only opened your mouth. And so we need you to close your mouth and open your ears so that we can have a conversation about how you are in trouble, mister. Or, or, listen... Listen <laughs> to me. To me. I'd love See, to hear here's what the possible when, response you could have to this right now. As we are God, carting you off to this reform camp. When God gives you the gift of gab, who are you to criticize the most high? I say un- I say, I say unto you, who amongst you criticizes the most high? Your mom, who has been fairly quiet for this whole conversation, just leans over and goes, have you been letting him watch the 700 Club? Where is this coming from? <laughs> I, th- uh, I, think it's, I think it's what they call a bit. I think he's making another funny. I think that's what he's doing right now. He is traumatizing his poor parents with another joke in this moment. Listen, if you if you need me to tone it down, I know, I know. Y'all are both allergic to funny. So if you need me to tone it back, I can tone it back. Buddy, we're not the ones you're going to have to worry about for the next five weeks. We're taking you off to that Camp Craven there, and Mr. Carpenter seems like a tough cookie. It seems that if you run your mouth off at him, you might have a harder time, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm being shipped off. I'm being sent away, cast out into the darkness with the gnashing of teeth and all of that awful... I don't know why I've got the Bible on the brain today. <laughs> it's a weird thing. We're not even really particularly Bible people, and it just keeps I happening. <laughs> I, I know. I know. You you raised me outside of the word, but it just keeps coming in. And that's how you know. That's how you know. This is a divine gift. <laughs> you know, you might be hearing some of that divine kind of talk this trip. You're going to be running into oh. some of them them Bible thumpins, and I think you're going to get a Bible thump upside the head if you keep doing that. <laughs> well, you know what they say in that thumping Bible that they thump? 
<laughs> what did they say in that bubble bible thumping bubble? Sorry, Dad. Come again? Sorry, Dad. One more. Run that by me Your one more time. Your dad's real tired. <laughs> <laughs> what I was gonna say, you know, you know what they say. You know what they say. Turn the other cheek. Oh look, we're here. And he pulls. Oh. <laughs> it's actually not the school at all, but it managed to silence you for about a half a second as he just takes makes a random U-turn. He's like, <sighs> and then continues on another block and a half until getting to the school. <laughs> all right. Next up. We reach a much quieter vehicle. <laughs> this tape deck is pristine. It was freshly installed. The, <laughs> the car is already mint condition, but the driver of this particular vehicle wants everything, everything to be as perfect as possible. And he got that surround sound, baby. He's got it running on Rachmaninoff, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one hand on the wheel, the other one dials the radio down a little bit, turns down that Rachmaninoff, and picks up the car phone. And now the, uh, yes, Mr. Mayor, I'm on my way. I'll be there very soon. Uh, unfortunately, we have a, a little detour to make. I know we've told you about our, our little girl and how she's, um, well, she's got a bit of a situation. Oh, no, 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 not, not that kind of a situation. I know that there's terminology there. No, she's going to be going away for a little while until that situation is taken care of. Oh, no, no, that's not what I mean, sir. You're, sir, that's not what I mean, I promise. Um, you know you know what? You know what? I'll talk to you when we get there. All right. Whew. Sorry, honey, I didn't mean to accidentally spread some rumors. How are you doing there? Imani, uh, how are you doing there? And why don't you describe who uh, your father is talking to right now? My name is Zora Lee Copeland, and uh, uh, Zora is everything that a student could possibly be. She's in all the after-school clubs. She is a senior Girl Scout. Um, she skipped a grade, so technically she would be a junior Girl Scout. Uh, but, you know, she's advanced on every possible level, and... Uh, going to be valedictorian, even though it's a year early. She just knows. And the thing that people don't expect is that she's super hot. <laughs> and, you know, there's just not enough, like, representation out there for people who are hot and smart. And so she's happy to be that inspiration to... <laughs> All of the 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 hot and smart people out there. Um, <laughs> we thank you for your service. Thank you. <laughs> Salutes. So, uh, Zora, your dad looks over at you and and says, "You know, sweetheart, we were planning to take you there to Camp Critter to give you a a nice, lovely, relaxing etymological nope entomological." adventure but turns out you know we got that we got that flyer in turns out we paid the money to the wrong organization uh but we're gonna get it sorted out we'll get you out of there as soon as we absolutely can all right i hope you understand um, but i i packed my guide on the reptiles of the midwest <laughs> and i'm sure i'm sure that'll be a huge help you'll make all kinds of friends showing them all of your lizard knowledge but 
You know what? Just keep your head down. I'm sure you're already a good kid. What kind of... What kind of response could they possibly have under other than realizing, hey, we got a an absolute angel on our hands and she'll just take care of everything. Dad, do you know what, what camp this is supposed to be? Uh, unfortunately, yes. I did read about how they have 24-7 security and a mysterious basement room where they take care of the serious troublemakers. But you're not a serious troublemaker. You're a serious delight. So I'm sure it'll be hunky-dory. Um, <laughs> don't you think I'm maybe a little too, um, like, hot for a basement? <laughs> I... You know what? Little little Missy, you have a face that deserves to be out in the sun. And that's why I know you're not going to do anything to make anybody want to put you in a basement. Am I right? Of course. Um, maybe they have, like, some extracurriculars that I can add to my college applications. Absolutely. You know what? That is the perfect mindset to go into this with. And just remember, we put a deposit down. And we don't waste money in this family, so you're going to have a lovely time, or else I wasted money and I don't want to do that. So you're going to have a lovely time, all right, sweetie? Yes, that's right. Of course, of course. And you know what? We're going in so early, I'm sure you'll be the first one there. You'll be able to greet everybody, set a perfect first example. It will be wonderful. (gasps) Maybe I'll get, like, a ribbon for being the earliest. (laughs) That's the spirit. That's the spirit. All right, here we go. Oh, there's already someone here. Well, so much for that. And we move over to yet another car and yet another tape deck. This one, not playing music of any kind, but you do hear this sort of tranquil... (laughs) The moon. Consider the moon. Up in the sky above you, surrounded by stars, it is close to us, and yet not one of us. It affects the tides, it affects our minds, and it's just this endless drivel of absolute nonsense. Jedediah sits at the driver's seat. You could see his eyes start to close as he focuses too much on the radio and not enough on the fact that he is operating a motor vehicle in this moment. (laughs) Max, why don't you describe who tries to stop him from running off the road? (laughs) My name is, unfortunately, Cauliflower Juniper McAllister. Uh, But if you call me Cauliflower, I'm absolutely going to punch you in the face. Uh, Please call me CJ. Uh, I'm the starting varsity quarterback at my high school. Didn't have a really good year last year, but we're definitely coming back because I got to get to the league and I'm going to go to Akron and the Zips to get there. The Zips. <laughs> Max, why don't you go ahead and give me a flight or a fight roll to try and just take control of the uh, steering wheel in this moment? And if you lose, you're the first one dead. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go with flight because that's a little better. All right. Probably not, though, because that was a two. <laughs> okay. So you, wa- uh, you watch as the car starts to ride up against the curb dad. and then lift up onto dad. the curb. And you're just dad, a... Dad, um, Your dad turns toward you and says, But how many times have I told you you have to call me Jedediah? As you just 
ram right through multiple mailboxes before getting back onto the road. <laughs> Sorry, Jed. I just... Just keep your eyes on the road. You're driving. Do you need me to drive? You know you're not allowed to drive, kiddo. Not until you make peace with yourself inside and outside. Just like, oh, another mailbox. <laughs> Veers back onto the road again. CJ, like, angrily, like, slams his fist on the, like, armrest. Just like, I want to drive. <laughs> I understand that. And, y- you know, why don't we... As a little father-son bonding, as soon as you're back from camp and you've gotten, you know, all of your footballing, your your kicking, whatever it is that you do, who I have no idea what you do when you're out there on that field. But before you start doing that <laughs> and you start going into those rehearsals for the footing balling, <laughs> uh, you and oh I can God, get behind Dad. the wheel and we can do some little, some little driving around in circles. Jed, I don't know how many times I have to tell you I'm the quarterback, I am the heart and soul of the team, I am the leader, everybody follows me, and I throw the ball. So you throw the ball, and then you retrieve the 25 cents, and you give those to people. CJ is just seething. Just like you (laughs) see, like, the vein just, like, protruding from his forehead as he just goes silent because he knows there's no winning this conversation. Cauliflower Juniper, remember your breathing. He rhythmically is hitting the <laughs> the armrest <laughs> as he's just. <sighs> That's a perfect way to keep yourself calm. Da- Jed, we're just gonna sit in silence for the rest of this trip, but you need to keep your eyes open. You're right. I will keep my third eye open. No, <laughs> two real eyes need to stay open and on the road. All right, Cauliflower (laughs) Juniper, that's a deal. Cranks the radio back up. Consider the sun and its relation to the moon. And you pull up to the parking lot. And now we got one more camper left to meet. So we're not listening to music in this car. We got another car phone going. (laughs) And you just hear... I don't... Oh, Dr. Jones, I, d- I don't know if, they- if I can do this. I don't, know- I don't know if they can do this. I don't know if we're going to be ready. Uh, we haven't been apart from each other in, oh, who knows how long, probably since since that, that little kiddo of mine left the womb. I don't know if we're going to be able to handle it. There's so many medications that they have to take, and I don't think that they'll be ready to go through the schedule of the medication. Mom, I'm going to be, it's going to be fine. It's really Mom, you have to breathe. <laughs> oh, 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 you're right. Oh, thanks, kiddo. Sometimes I forget. Well, Dr. Jones, um, I hope that this message finds you well. I know you're on vacation, <laughs> but you'll catch this when you get back. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> and your mother uh, sets down the car phone and looks back over at you. And who is she looking over at, Sarah? Yeah, so Lane Damar is about 16 years old, and they are a purveyor of fine goods, services, and substances. Uh, Lane is tall. They've got this short, kind of windswept brown hair. Um, They're doing this kind of understated, androgynous look. A little bit scrawny, uh, very like soft, kind of like approachable features. They got their little Converse on, little Chuck Taylors. And I think they're in the back, and they've taken out examples of their mother's signature 
pulled from different, <laughs> you know, report cards and permission slips and things like that. And they're like comparing and contrasting for like the best ones and like the easiest ones to kind of replicate. Um, <laughs> they're just like looking through their options of forgeable signatures in the back. Perfect. Your, your mom is looking at you from the rearview mirror and just says, well, you sure you sure you have everything, kiddo? You sure you got your... Um, your morning medications and your mid-morning medications and your lunchtime medications and your yep. pre-dinner evening medications and your nighttime medications. You got all those? Yep. I've got the uh, Xanax. I've got the Ritalin. I've got the Clonopin. I've got the... Um, oh, mm-hmm. shoot. You know what? Yeah. I think I might have left that one at home. Um, but it, it's really okay, Mom. I think I'll be okay without it. Oh, I can turn around right now. We're not too late. We can do it. Look, it's been a while since anything happened. I, I really... I promise. I think I'm okay. Oh, I don't know about that. You know what? I will. I will... I will get some mailed to you. I will find out the address of this place. I don't know why it's not included on any of the documentation, but I'll get the address and I'll have it sent over overnight so that it'll be ready for you tomorrow. You might have a little bit of trouble getting a controlled substance through the electrified fence, but no, I'm okay. I've got the medications that I need. Um, It's been a long time since I had like an incident. I'm sorry I screwed up at school. I think this will be okay. I think it'll be a good time. Hillard's going to be there. Oh, oh, oh. Well, that's... Hmm, well, I'm just going to file that information away. I'm sure that won't completely derail the entire thing. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fine. You and Hiller, you know what? You seem to run into each other at the principal's office just so, so often. Um, can we avoid those kinds of scenarios on this trip, huh? I mean, sure, of course, yeah, but I feel like the whole camp is kind of the principal's office, so really it's sort of like, you know, what does it matter where we are, you know? All right, just, you know, don't don't make waves. Take your medications. Don't let them take your medications from you because you may just collapse right there in the middle of the elderberries and then I'll never see you again. Okay, so hey, just... hey, hey, calm down. It's okay. It's okay. Just breathe. <laughs> Am I breathing? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'm sorry. You I know, won't... I should call Dr. Jones again. Well, he's on vacation. You've already called him seven times. Maybe he oh, probably... Oh, 17, will... dear. 17. Oh, God. So seven just like on the way here. Okay. Hey, Mom, look, I- I- I've got most of my anxiety meds. I'm going to be okay. Nothing's going to happen this time. I'm, I'm not going to get in trouble with Hiller. Just do your best to try and breathe, all right? I, I love you, Mom. Oh, I love you too, kid. <laughs> and Lane gets out of the car with a couple hundred dollars worth of goods in their backpack. All right. And you have all been dropped off in the parking lot of the Ringo Starr Memorial High School. There is a bus waiting for you all. <laughs> <laughs> This is not the traditional school bus of Ringo, Ringo Starr Memorial High School. Um, it looks like a regular yellow school bus, but it is very old. It looks like it has seen things. It doesn't have any label for where it might, where its origin might be. If there ever was one, it's been painted off. There is actually a streak of brighter yellow on the faded brownish greenish yellow of the rest of the bus and over top of that yellow streak of paint there's just scrawled in this shaky handwriting camp craven and there doesn't seem to be anyone there to collect you there's no authority figure in place the little compartment underneath the bus for you all to put your suitcases is open 
and you see a couple of other kids just putting their stuff in there with kind of confused faces of like that look of, I guess this is what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> and there is the driver. You don't think that you have ever seen an older, tireder, dirtier person in your natural <laughs> lives. Oh my God. <laughs> One eye seems permanently sealed shut. The other looks like it's covering a third of his face. He is hunched over, his long fingers gripping the wheel. And as each one of you gets on the bus, his head just darts towards you with this unnatural speed. And then his one good eye just stares at you as you pass by. Does anyone try to speak to this individual or do you just try to get past him and get a seat on the bus? S speaking is my middle name. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I pass him and I go, oh man, it's so good of the Crypt Keeper to come out. <laughs> Another one of those, huh? I don't think you're going to be talking like that much longer. <laughs> well, I've been to six camps and they haven't stopped me yet. <laughs> and then I go and, and then I, I start going down the aisle. Lucky number seven. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Do we know this guy? Is this like a one of the regular bus rotation drivers? Absolutely not. You have never seen <laughs> okay. this individual before. <laughs> Eddie, give me a, give me a charm roll. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, you're good at this one. I'm doing my worst and my best. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby? <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a five. Okay. Yeah, he, as you pass by him, he switches from staring you down to looking at you in the rear view mirror and you still see that one good eye just, like, piercing into your soul. And he seems to be focused on you now. You do catch that he has a little name tag that looks as old as the bus. And it just says Mr. Peel. And now you suddenly have, you can't get the thought out of your head of, like, skin peeling. And looking at this guy's face. Uh. And you're just like, nope, nope, not feeling it. No, thank you. Ugh. Robin, do we get adversity tokens when we fail rolls? You do get adversity tokens when you fail rolls. That is correct. How many rolls have I failed now? Is that two out of two? You have failed two <laughs> out of two, and Max has failed one out of one. So each yes. of you get a new adversity token. Do we start with any? You start with three. Hell yeah. I'm up to I'm up to five adversity tokens, baby. I'm winning this game. Yeah, you are. <laughs> First to seven yeah, wins. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so you all eventually file onto the bus. Um, there's the four of you. There is one other very well put together, like carefully pressed pleated skirt, Asian girl sitting near the front. There is this white guy who has already claimed that long back seat at the very back of the bus <laughs> who is somehow managed to get a butterfly knife onto here. And he is all black, trench coat. That one guy who, if you had been asked who is going to get sent to Camp Craven, the first person you think of would be this guy. That's all, that's it. That's everyone else. And this is a 
large size, like full size school bus. So you have your run of the place. You can sit wherever you like. Do we know or do I know the two other kids on the bus? You probably know both of them in very different ways. The girl at the front, that is Candy Kusama. She is head cheerleader, or at least she was. You um, actually, go ahead and make a brains roll for me to see if you might know why she's on this bus. That's a six. A six. This was a pretty big story. So yeah, you, uh, you did hear this. You're not sure if this really happened, but seeing her on this bus kind of confirms it for you. There was a rumor going around that she tried to feed antifreeze to the entire homecoming committee after <gasps> she was not named homecoming queen. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> so that's Candy. Great. Um, and the guy in from, the back. From our high school? Yes. So you also probably cool. know her quite well since she was head cheerleader. I'm probably quite, yes, CJ is probably quite familiar with Candy. And honestly, Zora, you might know her as well just by reputation. You go to different ah. schools, but she she's pretty hot. She's not academically the strongest, but she's one of the most popular and like renowned kids at her school. Interesting. So, People who matter to you know who she is, whether you've interacted with her before or not. Gotcha. The kid in the back, his name is Eli Astor, and he is Edgelord Supreme. He <laughs> he is pl- doing tricks with his butterfly knife and just, like, smirking at everyone who goes on, like, daring them to approach him. Great. I- as I got on the bus, I think, they started to feel the reality of what was happening a little bit in like this like trouble camp <laughs> um, and their <laughs> hands started going just a little bit numb and they started feeling a little bit of that panicky feeling and then they just like squash it down and they're like Hiller and like come over and give you a big a big hug. Oh shit. Damar, what the fuck is up? Hey, how's it going, man? <laughs> Back at the principal's office for the summer, man. It's us. It's us. Hey, everybody, we got Damar in the house now. <laughs> Stop it, Hiller. Come on. <laughs> Dodson, we've got Dodson here. You hear can you hear Candy up front go, Oh my God. Hi, Candy. <laughs> hey. And she like gives you this look of like, I absolutely know you and I've done business with you before, but I'm not at a point yet where I can acknowledge that to a bus full of other kids. Uh-huh. I know. I've done her homework so many times. <laughs> um, uh, I think I just like look at her and give her like a little nod and then look behind to Eli. Hey, what's up, Aster? Um, Listen, I don't know if I can interest you in some of my wares and supplies, uh, but I have brought uh, several commodities that you may or may not be interested on this trip. You know what, friend? I am always interested. I am in you know what you know what you know what just put something in my hand don't even tell me what it is i'll take it you sure have a wild trip y'all yeah okay uh oh yeah 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 let's do it oh my god what are you you gonna give him i take viagra oh shit i take some benadryl out of my bag (laughs) and i'm like this shit you'll sleep through the whole bus ride man and I give him a single Benadryl. Oh, that's... Dude, you I won't mean, even... 
but it's just a pill, so I don't know if he can identify it. I'll be like, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll brains for him to see if he can identify it. You won't even know where you are till you wake up at camp. <laughs> uh, on a two, he's just like, well, it's not exactly the party I was planning on, but here goes. Listen, and I brought the party pop- for like, later. He makes a whole big presentation out of like tossing it in the air and catching it in his mouth. In fact, we're gonna roll <laughs> flight, see if he can catch it. Eli has a D20 in flight, and I rolled a natural 20 Ooh. and a 13 for a total of 33. Whoa. You see, oh so my God. notices that Mr. Peel is still looking at, um, at Hiller, aims the Benadryl at the rearview mirror, chucks it. It does a bank shot off the rearview mirror, off one of the side mirrors with the emergency exit on it, and then back towards him into his mouth. It's unreal this is superhuman you have never seen anything cooler before in your life that was fucking amazing man (laughs) yeah here take one of these on the house and i give him a xanax (laughs) dude you know what this trip i'm gonna teach you how to play with the knives stop it i've been wanting that forever Yes, Hiller, let's do it. Hiller, this guy's gonna teach us how to play with knives oh shit hey i'm in let's do it okay but you can't tell my mom I only talk to my parents because I have to talk. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Hey, wait, new girl, who are you? Um, my name is Zora, Zora Lee Copeland. And um, I just feel like I should um, go over a few aspects of knife safety that I learned. <laughs> I am a senior Girl Scout. I noticed you guys were talking about playing with knives. Um, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> um... <laughs> Later, anyone would uh, like to see me demonstrate a little bit about knife safety. I do always carry a pocket knife. Um, it's a Girl Scout issued pocket knife. So, you know, it, it's definitely got all of the, the tools that you could possibly need. And it's easily concealed. So super safe. Hey, hey, uh, what's your name? My name is Zora Lee Copeland. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Zora, I'm going to need you to make a flight roll and a grit roll. <laughs> all right oh god i don't for like flight. this for flight that's a d6 <laughs> what's up all right that's a four okay and you said a grit yep that's an eight all right one of eli's butterfly knives flies right up beside <gasps> your head and lodges into the seat in front of you oh <laughs> you managed to keep your calm but you felt the air move as it passed by your head. Knife safety? What was that you were saying? That wasn't very safe, now was it? That's okay. We can hold this conversation off for another time. <laughs> yeah, maybe you, maybe you keep it quiet over there. At this point, I guess CJ walks onto the bus and is last to get there and looks on and sees everyone that's there particularly first sees Hiller and just, or probably hears Hiller before he sees Hiller. <laughs> just goes, oh no, not this. Oh, this is going to be a fucking long summer. <laughs> and he gets onto the bus, walks up the stairs. It's like analyzing where to sit on the bus and just sees Candy and it's just like, oh God, if I sit, his thoughts are, if I sit there, if I get associated with the girl who poisoned the homecoming committee i'm never gonna go play for the zips and then he sees <laughs> and then he, then he sees eli in the back the and is like there's 
I'm not getting to the zips with that guy. And then sees Lane and Hiller and just goes, I don't like those guys. I'm just not going to hang out there. <laughs> so then, then he sees Zora and is just like, okay, yeah, let's let's go. It sits at like the seat opposite Zora, even on this giant bus that is very empty and just goes, hey, uh, I'm, I'm CJ. My name is Zora Lee Copeland. <laughs> Uh, 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 good good to meet you yeah i'm i'm actually here by mistake oh, me too wow we're so we're so the same oh did you did you also think that you were going to camp critter oh no i was supposed to go to uh bernie kozar's football camp but my parents don't really know who that is so they sent me here thinking that this camp could help me get to the league interesting do they have like a a football division. I'm not that well versed in sports, although I am the smartest kid in my school. Um, don't ask how I know that. I just do. I maybe I hacked into the school's records to to figure <laughs> out what my placement was for this year. Um, my school does have a football team, though. Um, I'm I'm oh. I'm interested in in football, maybe a little bit. I cause just because I'm interested in my school. Uh, CJ at that statement just like lights up. It's like so excited to find someone to talk about football, particularly a girl to talk about football. It's like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, where'd you, where'd you go to school? Maybe we played them. Um, I go to the Neil Armstrong Academy of Arts and Sciences. The blood just drains from CJ's face because <laughs> they beat Ringo Starr like fifty six to nothing last year. <laughs> and Savage. Yikes. Tough. That's, that's <laughs> um, fucking tough, brother. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Well, we we've played them. It's a, it was a good game. It's a good game. We beat you guys. <laughs> uh, what? I mean, you did, but like. It was a harsh win. I'm sorry. It's true. It It was. I I was there. The whole school was there at that game. uh, CJ starts just gripping the seat. Oh, Uh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) My bad. I forgot. Sometimes people get like a little alarmed at how beautiful I am. I'm really (laughs) sorry if that's what's tripping you up right now. Um, If you need, we can take a little break from this conversation and come right back to it. Yes, let's let's take a break. (laughs) <laughs> and he just sits and just looks straight forward. <laughs> I'm going to fold up a little paper plane. I'm going to write a little note and fold up a little paper plane and just send it to CJ up the bus. <laughs> 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 and CJ, when you open it, it goes, good try, buddy. <laughs> In the bottom corner of the note, there's just a little like, like hand flipping the bird. <laughs> <laughs> CJ just rips it up and eats it. <laughs> <laughs> so around this point the bus starts to trundle off heading away from your high school away from your town off down the highway you see the endless fields of corn that makes everyone who lives in Ohio a little bit sad and <laughs> eventually you veer off the highway and <laughs> head down toward Hocking Hills and the cliffs and valleys and the endless forests that people forget are in Ohio because Ohio is a little bit of a hellscape, but actually has some pretty spots. And (laughs) this bus is just going and going 
and going. Hours pass by. There doesn't seem to be any indication from Mr. Peel that he's going to stop and give you all a bathroom break or food or anything. He's just going deeper and deeper into the woods. You're taking turns here and there. You're going in such a weird roundabout direction. You have no idea where you're headed. Um, If anybody wants to, you can try to roll to keep your bearings and get a sense of where you even are. But the hours just clock by and there's no sign that you're getting anywhere near to your destination. I think Zora would roll. This just was not on her map of Ohio. Uh-huh. Um, so, so she's been so like what? highlighting the route, like right. Like I've never seen this before. She have a big stupid map all the way across the seat. Just <laughs> holding the 90s, it up. So it's the big foldout. Right. What would? Uh, what would? What would? I mean. Knowing Zora, I'd, she'd probably be using brains for this. I'd accept that. That's a 19. Yeah, it is. Ooh. Lovely. Very Ooh. well done. So you've got your bearings pretty solid. So you have a sense of campgrounds and other state parks that should be nearby. So if for whatever insane reason you decided, oh, I'm going to you know, try to escape from... Camp Craven. I don't know why you'd want to do that. I mean, this place <laughs> is going to be perfectly safe. You know, like, what cardinal direction you should probably head in order to get to civilization as quickly as possible. Assuming that you've got everything correct, and you know you did. You know who you are. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and it seems like Mr. Peel is intentionally taking side roads and veering off of side roads to directions that don't make sense and doubling back like he's intentionally trying to throw you off and make it hard for you to know where you're going. It it would just be a bad idea for her to try and ask him, but she would. All right. Do you you try to head to the front of the bus then? Yeah. Oh, God. Sweet girl. As Zora heads up, Hiller's going to stop her and be like, Hey, could you, like, ask him if we need to, like, designate a pea corner or something? Because it's been hours. No. (laughs) And then she just keeps going. (laughs) (laughs) She stumbles a little bit, maybe accidentally bumps into Candy. Oh, Oh, my God. Hi. You're the, like, crazy smart one from from Armstrong, right? Yes, the crazy hot smart one. I mean, okay, well, some things go without saying, right? Um, <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> um, anyway, it was nice to reconnect. I have to go ask Mr. Peel about why he's driving this bus like a freaking crazy person. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. On the way back, I've got, like, some airplane bottles if you want to just, like, chill for a while. No. And then she keeps going. <laughs> um, Perfect. <and> then, <laughs> you reach Mr. Peel, and he's not like he doesn't acknowledge you. Like clear, you're just kind of standing there next to him, and his eyes are on the road. Sir, my name is Zora Lee Copeland, and I just had a question for you. Make a charm roll. Oh no! <laughs> Come on, Zora Lee, you got this, baby. Oh 
one. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Brutal. Definitely take your adversity token. Brutal. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Mr. Peel had been driving just with one hand on the steering wheel. He slowly raises his other hand, puts it on the steering wheel. His other eye, which you almost thought had been like sealed shut, starts to open until it expands to the point where both of his big old bug eyes are on the road, still not acknowledging you, but his the way he carries himself has shifted. He says, we'll get there when we get there. Do you have any other questions for me? No, that's okay, sir. Thank you. She leaves. She's afraid of of upsetting adults. Mm -hmm. So she just sort of (laughs) looks it. Perfect. (laughs) Another couple hours pass. It's already getting dark. And you finally start to approach the sign for Camp Craven. You see the electric fence. Anybody who wants to can make a brain roll right now. Just looking at this tableau in front of you of the gates to Camp Craven. Uh, CJ is asleep, so he does not (laughs) (laughs) make a roll. Absolutely. Uh, That's a five for Lane. Okay. (laughs) That's a one. (laughs) Take that adversity token. Take it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Zora's still, like, disoriented from her interaction with Mr. Peel, so she just is sort of like... yeah. Is that a, yeah, I guess is that five a fail? Not quite. I will give you some information, but not as much as you would have gotten had you rolled higher. I will say something that I forgot is that one of my character traits is that I'm easygoing, which Mm -hmm. means that I, when I fail, I get two adversity tokens instead of one. Yeah, you do. So I'm up, so I'm up to nine, (laughs) baby. Yeah, you are. Oh my God. You're going to need those later. Maybe you are winning the game. I have trait too but i haven't failed yet (laughs) lane for this i will let you take an adversity token because you're not going to get much info but you do notice that you've seen you've seen like photos of an electric fence and what like in your head from like watching movies and stuff it's supposed to look like and you can't place what it is but something's different about the fence like something looks not quite the way you would expect an electric fi- electrified fence to look, but you can't figure out what it is. Hiller, but do you see that fence? With the one, do I see the fence? <laughs> it's real dark, buddy. Uh, y- yes. Okay, yeah, it seems like something might be wrong with it. Um, I don't, you can't really see the fence, huh? No. Okay, that's okay. I'm just like, it's fine. It's probably fine. No, wh- no, 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 no. Hey, we're breakfast club buddies. You and I, yeah. we're, we we do this stuff together. What oh, what's, what's the fence? Okay, no, there's a fence and it's an electric fence and it looks like, it's not, like it doesn't look like an electric fence is supposed to look. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. It's not a big deal. It just like looks okay. different. I can't really place how. I mean, it's a kid's camp, right? Like it's a camp for kids. Oh yeah, you're right. Maybe they just didn't electrify it. Maybe they just like tried to scare yeah. us with the fact that yeah, it's- Yeah, I like, mean, I mean, you know, you know, us kids are stupid. So they're going to put up a fence. They're going to make it look like it's an electric fence. We're going to talk about it, so we're not going to touch it. Oh, yeah. You know what? You're probably right. You're absolutely right. 
I think Lane just like breathes a little bit and like tries to pass off the anxiety that they were having about that. As you as you look out the window and try to calm yourself, you watch a squirrel run up to the fence and get zapped and fall down. Okay, yeah, for sure. It's a fake electric fence. It's fine and everything is fine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey, in the yeah. meantime, though, we can convince CJ that it's a real fence. Oh my God, you're right. Maybe he'll touch it. Hey, CJ, did you see that squirrel <laughs> run into that fence? Uh, what? As I wake up, like I wake up. <laughs> hey, C- hey, CJ, I bet you can't run to the fence faster than I can run to the fence and touch it. <gasps> Hiller's pretty fast, does, bro. Does Zora hear this? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're all pretty close to each other. Because I feel like she would make an attempt to stop this. <laughs> <laughs> Hiller? Yeah? You're on. Hell yeah. Hey, bud, what does CJ stand for? Compact junk? <laughs> like little penis. <laughs> <laughs> CJ is just seething as he tears the, like, fabric off the seat in front of him and just starts, like, punching the seat. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> For the folks at home, CJ's flaw is that he's hot-tempered and he's just been getting shat on this entire time. This so. poor kid. So the bus passes through the gates into Camp Craven and you all immediately feel a vibe, a sensation that you can't quite place. But it's like passing the threshold through this gate, there's a sudden change in the air that you can't identify Seeing the space in front of you as you look out the windows of the bus, the parking lot entry area, there's a big cabin-looking welcome building in front of you that has a sign draped across it with the same weird handwriting slapdash paint of Welcome to Camp Craven written across it. And as the bus pulls up, comes to a stop, rolling across that gravel, kicking up dust. The doors open, and as you step out, you see there's another kid already here. Crouched down in the gravel, staring at this beautiful blue flower that is sticking up out of the gravel. You know how there are some of those flowers, like orchids or the kind of things that Georgia O'Keeffe paints, that just (laughs) look inherently sexual, even though they're plants. This is the kind of vibe coming (laughs) from this blue flower that is sprouting right up out of the gravel. And there's this kid there wearing an oversized black hoodie, and they are drawing the flower in a notebook. And you see around the drawing are other drawings that they've made of lovingly drawn breasts and a lot of very explicit imagery that the flower just seems to fit in perfectly well with. Mr. Peel opens up the door, turns back to you all and says, get out, line up, I'll get your bags, and steps out. Yeah, we get off the bus. (laughs) Candy just, like, gets there, lines up in a very, like, let's just get this over with kind of way. Eli doesn't immediately leave the bus. 
because he's never had his annex before and those things are like a nuke. <laughs> oh, Eli, buddy. Okay, you need some help getting off the bus. Uh, I'm going to kind of yeah. fire him and carry Eli <laughs> off the bus. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's my bad, buddy. You probably should have saved the annex for later. Well, now I know. <laughs> hey, Siege, uh, rain check on the race to the electric fence. It seems like old man Peel is going to old man squeal if we don't line up in front of the building. Seems like you're just afraid to lose, dude. Oh, oh, OK. All right. You know what? This happening now. It's happening now. Hey, Mr. P. Line up in front of the building. Oh, righty then. <laughs> oh my Zora's god. Gonna go up to this person in line. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um so you so you go over by the, the, by the kid by the flower. So ready to go. <laughs> Hi, my name is Zora Lee Copeland. What's your name? Oh what oh hi. Yeah, I, uh, hi, I'm 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 Sammy. I'm Sammy Kent. Um yeah, my my parents um my parents brought me here earlier, so I've ju- I've just kind of been hanging out. Isn't this a cool flower? Yeah, I've never seen a flower that's blue like this. And believe me, I know all about flowers. I'm a senior Girl Scout. <laughs> you know all about flowers. What's your favorite flower? Um <laughs> I would say maybe the chrysanthemum. I've never heard somebody pronounce it that way. That's a really weird way to say it, but I'm I mean I'm kind of into it chrysanthemums are cute yeah i just feel like when you're as beautiful as i am you can get away with pronouncing flowers kind of however (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay yeah yeah totally (laughs) sorry sorry i was kind of in i was in a space i was looking at the flower and i uh (sighs) yes sammy hi hi are you are you here like on accident like me (laughs) or are are you here because of something else (laughs) Oh, um... I mean, like, you don't have to tell me, but, like, I would love to know. (laughs) Yeah, um... I don't know. My... I'm just not who my parents want me to be. They want me to be something else. And... And so I'm here. Um, it's... I know, it's a lot. It's a lot. We can talk about it another time or something. Yeah, sorry. Don't want to step on any... Any toes. (laughs) Sorry. Sure, yeah. Um, No, it's okay. How visible... From a from the like you know ten feet away are the boob drawings. Um, <laughs> they're clockable. So CJ goes to stand next to Zora in line, and clocks the boob drawings and just goes, "Oh, sick boobs! Nice, <laughs> nice. Oh, boobs. really? Like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> oh, everybody thinks I'm weird for drawing them. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I've got more. And she just starts flipping through. And you see, like, it's not just boobs. It's a lot of just very lurid drawings of, like, (laughs) elder deities and fantastical creatures from various mythologies, all with a lot of very prominent body parts. Oh, so you have, like, an interest in... Well, I was going to say human anatomy, but I guess some of these aren't human. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's... I, I just like, I like celebrating forms, I guess. And that sounds super nerdy. No, I just, I don't know. I think it's more interesting if you, if you take the things that are most beautiful about someone or something and you, 
you di- put it on full display. You you you're like this is this is this is me or this is them, and they're wonderful. <laughs> well, you've displayed some very beautiful forms. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> you really oh my have. goodness! This is wild. God, the shading on this side boob is incredible. <laughs> I really like to celebrate bodies too. And CJ just rips off his shirt, and he's just like <laughs> ripped. <laughs> As hell, and just is like standing there shirtless in his shorts. It's like flexing a little bit. I had your body's a temple, man. Yeah, body is absolutely. Yeah, your body is a temple. You can't put any of that stuff in your body that you're doing. Well, you know, I mean, I can. You don't have Whoa. to. Also, those shorts, very short, very nice, but very short. Oh, gotta, sh- gotta show off the quads, you know? CJ, how about you make a charm roll for us? Oh, yeah. Uh, CJ is a D6 in charm because he's not charming. Um, but I, so I rolled a six All right. on the first so one. And so exploded. I get to roll again. Explodes, get to roll again. Okay, so then I got three. So a nine. Total. A nine? Yeah. Pretty solid. You know, it's a weird dismount of a, hey, I'm going to reveal my body out of nowhere. But like when you got it, flaunt it is kind of <laughs> the general <laughs> vibe right now. <laughs> <laughs> Lane, Lane walks up to uh, Eli and just quietly accepts the five dollars they bet him that CJ would take off his shirt before. <laughs> In this moment, the front doors of the welcome building open, and two figures step out. One you do not recognize. This woman coming forward. Latinx, somewhere in middle age, very officious looking. And the other figure you may recognize from the pamphlets that your parents had on hand advertising this camp. He strides right up, stands right in front of Sammy, who, despite how attractive CJ's abs are, uh, has started (laughs) staring at the flower again. And... Not breaking his stride, he steps directly onto the flower and is now nose-to-nose with Sammy and says, Hey, everybody. Lovely to meet you. My name is Clifford, Cliff Carpenter. You all can call me Cliff. And welcome to Camp Craven. Full name, Camp Craven, Clifford Cliff Carpenter's classy Christian camp for corrective corporal counseling of kooky kids. Or C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-K-K, for short. Ugh, alliteration. Eddie, did he say corporal? Um, sir? You must be cauliflower, is that right? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Did he say cauliflower? CJ. That's what the C stands for? What's the J? It's been cauliflower. Please call me CJ. Has it been cauliflower this whole time, dude? Has it been... It's been, we've known. All right, everybody, it's time for you (laughs) to close the mouth holes and open the ear holes because I've got some talking to do. Cauliflower, if you show respect to me and to my institution, I will show respect to you and refer to you the way you want to be referred to. Is that understood, mister? Understood, sir. Do you think we can call him flower for short? Probably. (laughs) Mr. Hiller. Edward Hiller. I believe I did say to close the mouth hole and open the ear holes. Did I not say that? 
Uh, that one's going to be a little hard for me. I can produce a prescription if you'd like. Did I I've, tell I've you to note. open your mouth holes, sir? I don't remember again, you saying that. You're saying it again. Well, you asked me a question, so you kind of expected an answer, right? Eddie, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. Mr. Peel comes up behind you and puts a hand on your shoulder. Whew. Do you in any way attempt to resist or do you let Mr. Peel do whatever he is about to do? I think I just say, oh, stranger danger. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I don't do anything. I just sort of like his hand falls on my shoulder. Well, we can correct that so that he's not a stranger anymore. Everyone, this is Mr. Peel. He was a camper at the original Camp Craven that my grandfather Archibald Craven used to run before the land was taken from us by the government. He has graciously offered his services as we restart the camp now that the land has been brought back into the family's hands. I would ask you to say hello to Mr. Peel, but I have not given you permission to open your mouth holes. So you're going to continue to listen. Is that understood? I just wave to Mr. Peel. <laughs> <laughs> just over your shoulder. <laughs> so that's Mr. Peel. Now that he's been introduced, I'd also like to introduce you to our nurse, Nurse Romero. And the woman beside him steps up. She says, that's actually Dr. Gabrielle Romero. And Cliff holds up a hand and goes, as I said, Nurse Romero is here to take care of any sort of physical uh, needs you may need taken care of. If anybody gets a little boo-boo or something like that, uh, Nurse Romero will be here to take care of that, Nurse Dr. Gabrielle Romero. Isn't that right? She says, that's right, Cliff. And Cliff says, well, normally what we would be doing in this moment is we would have you sent over to the uh, little girls' dorms and the little boys' dorms. You could set your stuff down and get acquainted with our counselors. But unfortunately, it seems that there's been some kind of scheduling error, some, maybe some kind of traffic problem. The counselors do not seem to have arrived yet. So we're going to make a little pivot. It's also getting quite late. Seems like y'all were on the road for a bit of a while. So we're going to take an event that usually happens a little later on in our five-week extravaganza, and I'm going to take you all over to the Fire of Trust. Mr. Peel will take care of your bags. You do not need to worry about them. They will be waiting at the dorms for you when it's time to go to sleep. You all will be coming with me. And he turns and confidently starts walking deeper into the camp. I, I'm I gotta follow. <laughs> CJ follows. CJ is, follows as well. This is an adult with authority. I I must follow. <laughs> I sort of. I mean, it, does Mister Peel still have my shoulder? He lets go after being told that he is going to get the bags. Okay, but he's very he aware does, of you all still. Unless okay. you want to make a roll to try and slip off. I sort of look at Lane and I try and judge what Lane's doing. Lane looks kind of terrified. I think they're just kind of like, dude, I, I think we got to go, man. I guess we should. Yeah, let's. Okay. Also, like, maybe try not to talk. I think the word corporal was in this, and I just am a little nervous about all that. I need you to understand that that's literally not possible. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Okay, but just do your best, okay? I just don't want to see I, you get in trouble. I, I, okay. 
I'll, I'll try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should have like a little signal or something. Okay. Yeah. Like what? I don't know. Um, like a word. Like, <laughs> okay. The code word is cauliflower. If I say cauliflower, you have to stop talking. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Candy immediately joins up uh, with Zora following Cliff. Eli is just standing there staring at the welcome sign. And Sammy is very carefully picking up the crushed flower, putting it into her notebook and closing it, and then walking to follow the group. I kind of try to drag Eli along with us because I feel a little responsible for this. <laughs> hmm? Whoa. Hi. What? Hey, come on. We're going this way. Oh, sure. All right. So how long does Benadryl last? Honestly, um, about four to six hours. Cool. And how long does the bomb last? A little bit longer. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, I shouldn't play with my knife right now, right? For sure, no. Yeah. Actually, okay. I should probably hold on to it just to be safe. Um, and I grab the knife off of Eli. I'm going to need you to convince Eli to let oh, you have fair. the knife. So that's valid. Make make whatever role you believe Lane would use for that. It could be charm. It could be something else. But if you can argue any particular skill, I will go with it. Yeah, I'm going to argue flight um, just in, in terms of like the fast talking aspect of flight where it's like, yeah. Oh, hey, yeah, brother, don't even worry about it. I'll hold on to this for you. I'll give it back to you as soon as you feel better. Just want to make sure you're safe, you know? Sounds good. 14. Yeah, Thank no you. problem. You, you're you talking to him. You, you've fully got his focus. And not only does he agree with you, but his attention is so unfocused that you can easily grab the knife without him really registering that that's even what's happening. Great. Yeah. Just po just pocket it just in case. This whole thing's a little nerve wracking. So you, as you get deeper into the camp, you notice that it's somewhat sparse. It has plenty of amenities. Like you see an obstacle course in one area. You see the dorms off to the north. You cannot miss the lake. Even in the distance, you can tell that it's out there. The weird thing about this is how unobscured everything is. The... Hawking Hills area of Ohio is like all cliffs and valleys and huge, heavily wooded areas. And this is like bulldozed all to hell. And there are vestiges of military looking buildings. But it seems like from all the vibes you picked up from Cliff already, he has no problem with that. There are trees way off in the distance on the other side of the lake, but you don't even see stumps coming out of the ground. Like, they have fully uprooted any trees that were in this part of the camp. So you come up to a, a circular piece of dirt with a rudimentary, like, grill campfire set up and a ring of notably fake logs around it for people to use for seating. And Cliff is standing at the fire pit and gestures to you all to sit. Says, go on, drop your keisters down. We're going to have a little chat. I'm sitting. Sit. Yeah, <laughs> just sit. 
Yeah. Just sit. Not only are you afraid to do anything other than sit, you are afraid to say that you sit. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I think as players, we're all like, I sit. Uh. <laughs> I sit and take Eli and just start like gently stroking his hair as he's laying on my lap. Hands to yourselves, please. Okay. All right, everybody. I'm going to start up this fire. I'm going to tell you all a little story. Once I finish my story, you all are going to tell us stories about yourselves. Nice and easy, right? We're all friends here. And he pulls some kind of powder out of a little, like, satchel that he has on his side and tosses it in. And, like, this is schmaltzy magician kind of stuff. Like, you're not quite sure how he does it, but, like, boom, there's, like, a big explosion of fire in, in this fire pit. And we've got a roaring, roaring fire from nothing in seconds. Ooh, cool. Like, he must have had something rigged up here. You're not quite sure what's going on. Okay, that was pretty cool. All right. So story time. Uh, this land used to be owned by my family. Well, the the Craven family. <laughs> I um, My mother married in and my father took her, took her name. So I, the carpenter name is what we got now. But we used to be the Cravens. And my grandpa Archibald took good care of this place. But... The government grabbed what they grabbed, and this became a military base for a while. But I was always determined that I would come back, take back what was rightfully mine, and rightfully my family's. And finally, I was able to do that. There are stories about this land and what used to be here even before the Cravens came along. But that's not really important. What's important is that I knew the way things were supposed to be. And I made sure that destiny went in the right direction. You all are here for different reasons, but there's a common theme amongst all of you. And that is that you are not on the path you're supposed to be on. I'm not trying to tell you who you're supposed to be. I'm trying to help you understand in your own mind who you already are. So I'm going to need everyone to go around the circle and just tell the whole group where you are right now and where you know you should be. So why don't we start with Sammy. Sammy, and Sammy has been not paying attention really, just like looking at her book. And you see a little bit of the flower poking out through the top. And Cliff notices and goes, Sammy, I think we might need some more kindling for this fire, don't you? And Sammy just goes, sure, do you need me to go get some some twigs or something? He goes, no, I think we've got what we need right here, don't you? CJ throws his shirt in the fire and says, is this good enough? <laughs> Ooh, okay. Uh, do you need more? It's a pretty big shirt. Hey, keep going, CJ. <laughs> What else can you throw I in? I feel like this I feel like this warrants a roll. Those shorts aren't enough for kindling. It could be charm, it could be grit. I'd even accept fight. Pick a skill that you think matches up with the energy you're trying to present to Cliff. It's kind of adversarial, so I guess I'll do fight. Uh that's a 10 as I throw my shirt in the fire. <laughs> that is a very impressive roll and I think that you clock that Dr. Romero 
sees you and sees what you're doing and gives a little bit of a smile that she then tries to hide, but it's not enough for Cliff. So go ahead and take an adversity mm. token. I'm up to six. Woo. Very nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the cliff says, you know what, CJ? That was very considerate of you. Still feel like we can beef up this fire a little bit, Sammy. And dejected, Sammy tosses the flower into the fire. In this moment, you all simultaneously feel your heart start to flutter a bit. You feel palpitations. There is a term called fight or flight that is somewhat inaccurate. There are more things that you do in an acute stress response than just fighting or flighting or flying. <laughs> flighting <laughs> is not a word. <laughs> I'll take it. Maybe you freeze. Maybe you respond with fawn. You show somewhat unfounded positivity toward the source of your stress. Think for a moment about how your character would respond to that sensation and tell me how you would roll in this moment to deal with the feelings that you're having right now. So just, I guess I'm trying to clarify what the feeling is. So not just like an accelerated heartbeat. No, like this is like a like a mini panic attack. Yeah, you oh. are feeling a sudden strong sense of danger from the moment that the flower hits the fire. Hmm. I mean, I know for a fact that Eddie's first response to anything is to start talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he just like his heart races and his brain is like we got we got to make the mouth match. Like let's go. I will allow Charm or flight for that. I would love charm over flight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're, you're speaking as, de as defense. So, uh, yeah, I'll allow it. Yeah. Uh, Eddie starts talking. He's like, whoo, it's, uh, I don't know if anybody else is getting this, but it's feeling a little chilly up in here. Whoo, is it just me or is, uh, uh, we're, we're getting some uh, lowering temperatures this evening. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 17. 17 is very nice. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Who else? We're going to resolve everyone's roles before I tell you what happens in the immediate aftermath. Um, Zora's panicking. Um, because, <laughs> because she, like, feels really bad, um, mm. but also doesn't want to defy this adult. Yeah. But also has, like, kind of a, a strong sense of justice. So <laughs> feels a little bit stuck yeah. on whether or not to say something. Do you feel like that would be grit? Like trying to keep yourself emotionally in check? Is it uh -huh. flight? Uh, or is it brains like, I want to find the correct answer to how to respond? I'm going to say, I'm going to say brains. Okay. I'm going to say brains. I'll do a brains roll. Let's see. We're all like, let's all take our, figure out a our way for us to all use roll. our highest stat. I mean, I am I think giving you gonna. the ability to do that. Uh, um, you don't have to, but I'm giving everyone the capacity to roll their strong numbers. All right. I got an 11. 11. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, C, do you know what you're going to roll? Uh, yeah. I was thinking that, like, his football brain would just kind of kick in mm -hmm. and just kind of, like, try to use that knowledge of being like a quarterback and always kind of have people running at him to kind of try to like center himself as, as this panic kind of comes over. And I hope that like football skills might be brawn instead of grit. Cause that's 
kind of that that skill, but you know, I'd allow you it. You get to decide. Yeah. So I have an ability that lets me make snap decisions as planned decisions. What's the phrase? And I can use planned a university actions. token. Mm-hmm. And so planned action. Yeah. So I can make a snap decision to become a planned action. Um, I will say so far you would be tied with Zora at the worst. Okay. I don't like how that sounds. I'm going to roll. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Said I'm going to be tied with uh, Hiller for 17. All Brown. right. Ooh. Right. Because we get. Sorry, I just want to make sure I'm doing the mechanics correct. So yeah. uh, because we're rebellious, we get plus one to any brawn and fight rolls. Yes. Is that correct? I believe. Great. I think it's it's a, it's a not part of the rebellious. It's just part of being a teenager. You get yeah. plus one to oh. brawn and fight. Rebellious there is you go. get okay. plus three to resist persuasion from adults. Perfect. There you go. Uh, yes. Okay. So uh, 17. All right. Brawn. And Lane. I think this is kind of like a double-edged thing for Lane because mm-hmm. they are terrified of having another panic attack in a public space yeah with as intense as their mom is about their mental health and with the fact that they have had a panic attack at school and have like passed it off publicly as a bad trip and that's Mm -hmm. what everyone else thinks it was they're freaked the fuck out that they're starting to feel the beginnings of a panic attack coming on and so i think this isn't their best stat, but I think they will try to charm their way through not appearing like anything is wrong. I don't think they're even aware that this is happening to other people. I think they're just trying to appear mm-hmm. that they are as easygoing as ever. Yeah. Go for it. Ooh, okay. Uh, that's a 10. Okay. Is, is there any way for Eddie to help with Zora and uh, Lane's roles just to like sort of take the attention off of them. Um, so you want to give some of your adversity tokens over? I do have nine of them. That is <laughs> that is the method by which you help. Okay. So offer as many as you like. You have to pick one person though. Sorry, Imani. Like Lane and Eddie are buds. I'm gonna give over five okay. adversity tokens. Boost it up to a fifteen. Thanks. <laughs> Just because I've still got four. All right. And this, I'm worried about where this is going. I mean, I think in this situation, Eddie, like, might see Lane starting to freak out. Mm-hmm. And, like, sees that the vibe of the place is really bad. So he just starts cracking jokes in order to try mm-hmm. and get everyone back on a regular level. And thereby not intentionally drawing all of the focus, but... He always draws all of the focus. Right. Yeah. Okay. He's upstaging everybody. So the flower is tossed into the fire. You all have that immediate heart palpitation, that stress response. You all tackle it in different ways to differing degrees of success. Hiller hops in, cracking jokes to distract from Lane's panic and to distract Lane from their own panic. And CJ steals himself, gets his head in the game, and is all good. You see Eli, his eyes glazed over, seems to be more affected by it. So the Xanax is deadening his feelings, but he also is just very tired and vulnerable right now 
So he's having a hard time. Candy is clutching her chest, breathing very heavily, darting her eyes around at the other individuals in the circle. Dr. Romero is holding her composure, but seems more upset and showing more emotion now than she has since you've met her. Even Cliff seems shaken in this moment. Sammy is upset, but in a in an enraged way. So CJ is f- better friends with Candy than because they go to school together. And, you know, she's on the cheerleading team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the you know, varsity quarterback. So he uh, goes up to her and is just kind of like, hey, hey, you know, like shaking her kind of, you know, not like hitting her, but just like, you know, pushing and like, you know, bumping. Say, hey, w- w- hey, snip out of it and gives her three adversity tokens. Okay. Can, I think there's some rules around giving adversity tokens to other people while you are facing your own fears. Yes, you are unable to do that. You can't do it. Okay, so yeah. I was going to try to give to Zora, but I can't. Yeah, you need you needed help in order to succeed yourself. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, all the stereotypes about athletes are true. I know, <laughs> fucking Judas. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to need everyone except for Amani to step away for a moment. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, oh no! Is this gonna? Ha- okay, I will let Everyone you know. Step aside. I will let you Everyone know when it's time aside. to come back. Go away. Okay. God Bye. damn it! I guess. Bye. Damn. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Bye. I hate this. All right, Imani. Hello. You are, you are staring into this fire. When the fl- when the flower touches the fire. It starts to glow this, I wanted to say opalescent. It shimmers in various colors that are unnatural for a fire to produce. You see mm. purples and greens. And you hear almost in your mind, almost in your chest, a voice speaking to you. Zora. Hello, Zora. What do you want, Zora? Um, I think I want to, um, I think I want to go home. You want to go home. Yes, you want to go home. You want to be valedictorian. You want to be the pretty girl. You want to be the smart girl. You want to be everything. Isn't that right? Well, I, I think I'm, I, I am all of those things, but um, if you say that I'm not, then maybe I'm not. <laughs> That's the fear, isn't it, Zora? think that maybe you're not really all those things, don't you? But what if you were? What if you just were? You'd want that, right? You'd want that? Zora? Um, of course. You want us to get that for you? Uh, um, maybe if you tell me who, who you are first. Oh. Zora, I'm a friend. 
We're friends. We're friends. And we have power. We can do things for you, Zora. We can get you everything you want. We just need a little more power first. And you can help us get it. I'm not, I'm not sure, sure. Usually I'm, I'm really sure. Um, but right now I feel, I just feel really confused. Can anyone else hear you? This conversation is just for us. But here's the thing. I am so close, so, so close to having the power I need to help you. I just need a little bit of sacrifice. This offer's being made to more than just you. More than just you want everything that their heart desires, and I can only give it to one. So there's a chance here. You can get everything you want. You can get everything you want. Or someone else will make you the sacrifice, and they'll get everything they want. Make me the sacrifice? <laughs> what do you mean? Um, Eli brought a butterfly knife to camp. There's a knife here, right in the circle. There's a fire in the I'm... circle. There's hives with honeybees. Oh, someone might be allergic. Oh no, they might get hurt. But if you're not the one who gets hurt, if they're the ones who get hurt, then I'll get what I need and you'll get everything. So think about it. Just remember, you might not have that much time to think. Well, how how much time do I have? You have until someone else makes their decision for you. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. I'm not supposed to be here. Bye, Zora. And now we're going to bring everyone else back. Now, without revealing what exactly uh, you and I just mm-hmm. did, can you describe for the others uh, what they see visually from Zora? Um, yeah, Zora is really shaking and is sort of muttering under her breath. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. Um, girl, I'm a senior Girl Scout. I have to think about, um, I have to think about knife safety. I have to think about fire safety. Um, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be valedictorian. I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. And it's just like sort of muttering over and over under her breath and is sort of like not with everyone right now. Lane, Eli leans over to you, says, Hey, um, I know we're not close, but what's up? What, what, what's, what's, how, how, how are you? Shit, um, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's kind of fine. Um, can I? But like. It's just, it seems like the vibe is kind of off, but like, yeah. I'm good. Are you good? <laughs> I'm good. Can I have my knife back? Uh, yeah, 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 here. Um, ooh, one second. <laughs> oh, I forgot this was a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, I think Lane's real freaked out right now, but, um, just quick can i roll a quick check on on that like on that 
Can I yeah. have my knife back? What ab- what ability would would Lane choose to try and basically do like figure out vibes? Probably charm. I think they'd probably be like, "Oh, um yeah, man, I think you might still be a little stoned, but like why do you need it? That's a 7. I'm going to spend 3 to make it a 10." Ten's not bad. It's pretty impressive. So you can tell that Eli is actively trying to power through or push through the effects of the drug in order to be sharper. Like, he needs to have his wits about him right now. And he needs to have that knife right now. Okay, that's a little spooky. I think I'm um, I'm going to say like, hey man, um, I'm so sorry, but the Xanax isn't going to wear off for a little bit. Um, again, like totally my bad, but I don't think I, I don't feel good about giving you this back um, until that's kind of dealt with. Cliff raises his hands up and goes, all right, kids, I think we're going <laughs> to, I think we're going to have a change of plans right about now. Um, I'm going to go, ooh, I'm going to go check on the chef. So why don't, uh, um, uh, Nurse Doctor Romero, why don't you, why don't you take the kids back to their dorms and uh, get the, show them, show them, show them around the place. How about that? What do you think? And Candy is standing up as Cliff's like shakily giving his speech, and she pushes him into the fire. <gasps> oh, oh my God! What? And that is where we'll end part one of terror at Camp Craven. Thank you all so much for listening to part one of Terror at Camp Craven. We are going to be returning to the Badlands next week for episode seven of the Badlands. And then on November 14th, we will return to Camp Craven for our second part, our finale, where you will see whether or not I destroy all these sweet teenagers or if they get the better of me and learn what's going on in the minds and hearts of the other campers. In the meantime, I want to send a big thank you to Emily Torek, who designed our beautiful Terror at Camp Craven logo. Go ahead and check out our website, www.magehandhighfive.com, and join us on all of our various social medias. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on Discord. Wherever we may be, we're going to be there at Five. Go to your podcatcher of choice and throw a five-star review our way. Tell all your friends about us. Tell your foes about us, because they certainly have told us about you. We know everything. They've told us every secret, everything that you've been hiding away in the back corner of your mind. We know about it because your foes told us about it. And they told us about it using the hashtag MHH5. And hey, how about a high five? (laughs) 